the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. Sin Shu Chu. Mouthful. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. On the line is AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? <clears throat> I see your, uh, your your new name this week is On Time Applegarth. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> That's right, bro. Cut, That's right. cut me close. <laughs> yeah, I was here. I was here. <laughs> I know, I'm just giving you crap. Um, so yeah, we got a we got a packed show today, man. I'm excited. Finally getting into our position previews. Football is here. Football is here. Um today we're gonna be doing the quarterback preview and um <clears throat> we've got a, a special guest um for that one. So I will introduce him when that time comes. There's a couple minutes. First, though, man, I want to ask you about, like, I wanted to wait a week to talk about it, but it just became a much bigger topic in the last couple of days. And it's it's Zeke. What, what are we doing with him, man? Like, what are you doing with him in drafts now that, you know, it's possibly a one or two game suspension? Maybe more if the NFL actually moves quickly on whatever this new thing is that he did or did not do. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, what, what do you what are you feeling here for for Zeke? If you've got you know the second or third pick in a draft, that's who you're looking at square in the face right now. Are you pulling the trigger? Yeah, I I think I still am. Um, I mean, it does worry me at this point. I'm, I'm almost legitimately hoping to get a little closer to the middle of the draft in hopes that the people ahead of me are afraid of it and they pass on them. But I still think he's going to be a first round pick. Uh, and I would still take him in the first round, maybe not first overall, second overall, maybe not even third overall, but I mean, depending on what happens with this whole thing, and, and obviously we'll, we should hopefully know more before drafts actually start happening, or the majority of drafts. I know some already go on in July. But, um, I mean, the guy's still going to put up numbers. Uh, and with as many running backs that we see now that aren't on a team you know, where they're in a committee – you know, him being one of those backs, I think you still have to pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. You know, we saw it last year with Le'Veon Bell. He was suspended, what, three games last year. But he still came back and was just incredible. And he's, you know, still finishes one of the top running backs. You know, if you, if you average out Zeke's points per game last year, he still ends up as like the – I think he's like the sixth best player in PPR or no, like the, the eighth best player in PPR. I did the math and left my notes upstairs because I'm smart like that. Uh, <laughs> and, but in like standard leagues, he's even higher. It's just take this guy and figure it out the rest of the draft. Like it's, we're looking, it looks like most likely it's going to be two weeks. Um, so I, I doubt the NFL moved quickly on this new, investigation that they're going to have to do. I mean, it's already taken them a year plus to do the one on, on this, this one that's, that's going to get decided here in the next, hopefully days at this point, who knows? I don't know what the, yeah. I don't know what the NFL is doing, but anyway, man, we have a big show. <clears throat> I'm super excited to bring on our guest. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little bit of like, <clears throat> I can't clear my throat right now. Um, so, the name is Sean Kerner. He is from stats.com. You all probably know him from Fantasy Pros as the number one expert for the last three years. 
He blows everybody out of the water. Um, so let's bring him on. What's going on, Sean? Hey, uh, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Hey, how are yeah, you? Thanks for coming on, man. Um, yeah, you, you pronounced my last name right. That's rare. Awesome. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, 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 was, I know I just tweeted you. I was like, I should have probably asked but like a couple of days ago. I hope you're actually on Twitter responding right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, is it Koerner, Kerner, Koner? I don't know. I'm just going to. So I, I I've that. heard it all. I, I accept all forms. So it's cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, Anyway, definitely glad to have you on, man. Um, you know, you are one of the best at at doing this, so it's exciting to have somebody like you on the show. Um, congrats if you haven't heard it two billion times. I know you did on Twitter for finishing number one again last year. Uh, I think the only yeah, category I got you in, the only one I got you in, was quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was actually I will, number one. I will defer to you gladly today, then. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I did it, but it's uh, I don't I don't have projections like you do. I just kind of use the gut and some. <clears throat> that's, just, yeah, that's pretty impressive then. So, uh, but anyway, man. So you know, we're gonna get into the quarterbacks, and you know, I, I usually start out by just kind of giving up my overall strategy to the to the position, and I know I, I say this every year, and how I kind of roll with quarterbacks is, is I, I wait on quarterbacks and now that's, you know, that's not always the case. I mean, look, if somebody like Aaron Rodgers is going to fall to me in the fifth round, like that's waiting, but that's waiting for Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's, I'm not going to go and, and reach on one of these guys. Who's just like everybody else in the, sixth, seventh, eighth round when I can pick a running back or a receiver who I you need depth at those positions way more than you need a quarterback. I mean, you can stream quarterbacks. You can't do that with other positions quite as easily. Um, so I, I tend to just kind of wait and kind of take whatever left of the scraps. Um, so, I mean, do you have any difference in opinion with, with that strategy in your normal like redraft leagues? Um, no, actually, I'm I'm pretty similar. I I I don't go into drafts with you know a a stone cold like zero running backs or I'm going to try to get Aaron Rodgers early. I kind of just let the draft come to me. I, right. I would say if anything, when I go into the draft, I'm trying to get one of the top tier wide receivers. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. important. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think especially this year, from like QB seven through fifteen, they're pretty much all interchangeable. So exactly. I'm willing to just take the guys that kind of just fall too far, which will happen because it's supply and demand uh, fluctuates during the draft. You know, as soon as 12 quarterbacks are gone, people kind of um, hold off on them. So you're able to get some mm-hmm. really good value on those guys. So the last couple of years I've ended up with big Ben and Ben, uh, big Ben and Blake Bortles usually um, yeah, two years in a row, just kind of just waiting um, and ended up with them. So, um, I think that's definitely a sound strategy going in. Like you said, if an Aaron Rodgers happens to be there in round five, you just take him. But you kind of go yeah. into the draft. Um, QB is the easiest position to let the draft dictate it because it's it's so easy to get somebody late that's you know pretty reliable. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. So that being said, here, um, you know, we kind of what we've done in the years past is, is we have our kind of hot topic questions of, for the, for the upcoming season. And the first one that we want to ask you about is, is Dak Prescott a top 10 quarterback again for 2017? Uh, right now I have him just outside the top 10. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to take, you know, a phenomenal rookie season like that and kind of over project in the next year. Uh, I think people might expect too big of a leap because he was, he was remarkably efficient. I don't know if he's going to be able to top that from a, a pass efficiency perspective. He, he definitely benefits from Zeke, you know, being a workhorse. I think if anything, he, he definitely has some room to grow in his rushing stats though. So if, if he were to finish top 10 again, I think it's because he, um, he uh, had a pretty good uh, rushing season. So I think he can improve there. 
So his upside is definitely top 10 QB range, but I just think he's just outside um, as, you know, for now, if, if Zeke happens to be suspended two or four games, I think that might actually have him just creep into the top 10 for me. Yeah. I mean, Hey, maybe those games that Zeke suspended, maybe that's where he gets his rushing stats from. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. And and he'll be required to throw just a little bit more. So that's, that's never going to hurt someone like him. Right. AJ, what do you think about Dak entering the season? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a surprise last year. He took a lot of people off guard. Um, and, and with as powerful as that offense was, it really was – a lot of it was driven by Zeke, but he helped a lot too. And, and between him and Des Bryant, you know, and, and Witten, you know, Witten's Witten. He's, he's there, um, and he can have good games, but – I think uh, I think I see him as like a top fifteen. I I, I agree. I kind of have him in that range of maybe eleven to fifteen um, for where I think he'll come in this season. I just think there's a lot of other guys that are behind him right now that you can wait on and and jump in and get that are going to end up outscoring him. You know, obviously assuming they stay healthy. Um, but there's there's been some other teams that have upgraded their wide receivers and and tight ends, so I, I just feel like it, it could be a better a better year for some of those guys that were a little lower last year. Yeah, I I, I tend I tend to agree with you more, AJ, on, on this one. I, I've actually got I've actually got him at 13 right now. And I recently just dropped him. I actually had him at 11 just a couple of weeks ago, and just I don't know. I thought about it some more and pushed him down. But I'm kind of I'm kind of off the Dak train. Like I don't know, nothing really stood out to me saying you know that you know he he's gonna have this big jump to be top 10 again. Like that that's hard to do. Um, and you're right, Sean. Like he was super efficient, and I think we've seen quarterbacks in the past. We're about to talk about another one that have like really efficient years. And then the next year they kind of drop off. Um, And that being said, Cam Newton, Cam Newton in 2015 was obviously amazing. And he had a just unbelievable 2015 MVP. And he was going in the second round of drafts. um, And then the the floor just fell out for him last year. And it was all due to the efficiency. You know, he had like a crazy touchdown rate. Um, his completion percentage was up in 2015, and then it all just plummeted back down to earth in 2016. What are we thinking for Cam Newton in 2017? Um, I, I, I would have to kind of wait and see with this shoulder injury, how he's um, coming back from that, but I'm, I'm kind of low on him anyways just due to the personal changes they made in the off season, you know, they got rid of Philly Brown and Ted Ginn, more of the deep threats and they've added mm-hmm. uh, McCaffrey um, and Samuel who are more, you know, the hybrid uh, running back wide receivers. So I think they're, um, they're planning on having him throw shorter passes and kind of, um, you know, do more of a West coast quick hitting offense. I think also in a way to limit his um, running which is what we know. What he—that's what he brings to the table when it comes to fantasy football—is his rushing stats. So I think if there's any doubt that he's going to be able to, um, you know, match his career averages there, that's that's why I'm kind of uh, avoiding him this year. Yeah, I know. I I probably won't have him on many of my teams. I'm I'm scared of him. But AJ, what what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna just kind of echo that. I. I wasn't high on him last year after the huge year he put up in 15. And I just don't think he's ever going to get to that point again. Um, You know, it just depends. And and I feel like that year, the, their division was so bad in general, like everybody just kind of beat up on each other and they managed to, you know, limp into the playoffs, but you know, it seems like we have that every year with one division, but 
I'm just not I'm not big on Newton. Um, I, I never really have been. I mean, I get that he can put up points and he gets those rushing, you know, yards for you. Where I would potentially alter that thinking line and, and actually consider him would be in a league where rushing attempts count and get you points because that's just a little bit of an added bonus. And depending on how much they are, usually a quarter point or, you know, a third of a point, something like that. Um, you know, that, that could sway it a little bit, but I'm still not looking for him. You know, if he's sitting late, you know, 12th, 13th round or something like that, for some odd reason, I'd probably take a flyer on him. But at that point I'd already have another quarterback and, and he would be, more used for, you know, injury replacement or trade bait if he starts playing well. Yeah, I think Sean hit it right on the head there, though, with the the fact that the coach has already come out and said they're going to try and limit his running to to keep him healthy. I mean, he's got – I, I forgot the number. It's something like 800 – like, he, I don't know, he's been hit like 900 times or something like that in wow. his career – it's a lot. Like it's a huge number. <laughs> he's he's a beat up um, guy, and, and you can see it. How many concussions? How many total concussions has he had? I know that's that's a concern too. Yeah, that I do not know that number actually, but that's I mean that's just another concern. But I mean like, and we've seen it from Cam. Like he gets beat up, he comes out of the game a little bit, or he's like dealing with like a shoulder and he can't throw. I mean, look, I, I I'm kind of a wait and see approach with him. I, I don't know if, you know, what this offense is going to look like this year. I mean, Sean, you were right there. I mean, they, they've gotten rid of some of the guys that he had there before. It made him so valuable, stretched the field for him. And now, you know, they're going to have two little, like, H-back guys. And they're going to do a lot of dink and dunks out of the backfield. I mean, that's not even good for him because he's not very accurate. So, if he, he yeah, like he struggles with that little, like, dump-off pass. So Exactly. He hasn't he hasn't really done that much in his career. So, he's going to have to he, – he might have some growing pains early on in the season, um, you know, just learning a new system. I think people underestimate that aspect to the quarterback position is, um, you know, offensive coordinators, there's so much turnover that you really have to pay attention going into the season if they're going to have to learn a completely new offense. And I think he's going to have to learn quite a bit. Um, going going into this season with this new offense. Yeah. And you, know, you brought up <clears throat> changing coordinators. One, a quarterback who had an amazing year last year, just like Cam did in 2015, lost his coordinator. And we're talking Matt Ryan. You know, he, he's right now on average going – in like the fourth, maybe fifth round at, at best, is he going to be able to return that kind of value this year, or are we seeing a huge drop off from him like we did in Cam? Um, I think he, he's going to have a drop off from last year's stats, but he was so good last year that I think even with the drop off, he's still borderline top five QB for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've already they've already said they don't intend to really tinker with the offense too much. Uh, Sarkeesian's supposed to just basically pick up where Shanahan left off. So, uh, and in theory, it shouldn't matter too much. But, um, you know, they, they score over 50% of their drives. They ended uh, with a score. So, I think just progression alone, that offense isn't going to be as dyna- dynamic this year. They were just incredibly efficient last year. Um, so, you know, people might blame Sarkeesian for the offense not being as good this year. But, I mean, they were pretty historic last year with their efficiency. So um, even with even with expected regression, I still uh, like Matt Ryan. As long as Julio Jones is healthy and you know in the middle of his prime, it's really hard to pass up on Ryan if if you can get him like six or seven uh, QB off the board. Yeah, I mean, you and I have always talked about Ryan because of different trades and stuff like that. I do like him this year. Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat, though. If, I, if I'm looking for him, I'm probably sitting around the, you know, 6th, 7th. I feel like there might be some people that just look at those points and, and don't know the whole back history and everything like that, and they may just jump on him because of that. 
so he may not be there when I'm thinking he will be. Um, you know, but it, it all depends. I mean, especially if, if I'm, you know, already pretty deep on my other skill positions, you know, at that point, if I have, uh, you know, two running backs, three running backs and, and two or three receivers, I'm, I'm okay looking for my quarterback at that point. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Like the, the rankings for him are all over the board. You you see on fantasy pros right now, you see guys have him ranked number two. And you've got guys that have him ranked all the way down. There's one guy that has him ranked QB number 17. Like <laughs> he's the most polarizing quarterback in this for this year. And I I would do Sean. I, I like him. I've actually got him ranked number five. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously you have to expect regression from last year. Again, just like what you said, it was it was a pretty historic season for them. That offense was crazy good. Everybody produced. Taylor Gabriel produced in that offense. Like <laughs> crazy good. Um so, you know, look, Matt Ryan the, the I think the yardage can be there again, but I think it's the thing to expect is the touchdowns to come down. I mean, he had, I forget what it was, like 38 touchdowns or something yeah, like that last year. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think he's ever had more than 29 before that, maybe 30 once. So I think you can expect the touchdowns to come to come back down. And 28 is his next best, it looks like. Um you know, and, and look, that's obviously going to hurt his numbers, his overall numbers. But you know, I think the yardage totals will be fine. It's just the touchdowns. But I mean, I still think he can hit thirty. The weapons there are still just yeah, pretty filthy. As long as Julio's it, healthy, that's the key. Yeah, if you think about it, it, it's pretty crazy that he was able to throw that many touchdowns and has you know the past few years, um, even without really targeting Julio much in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one thing that I think may help his prospects at least keep the regression down a little bit as they, I mean, they say it all the time, but I think this time they, they should actually try it, but um, they're, they're <laughs> going to try to work in some packages to actually throw Julio the ball in the red zone, which I mean, I have no idea why they don't all the time. Um, so that, uh, that could be something that, you know, we see a couple Devonte Freeman, Tevin Coleman touchdowns, turn into Julio Jones five yard um, right. receiving touchdown. So, I mean, that's something that um, can kind of keep his, his touchdowns from falling too much is if they really do um, come through on their promise again to get Julio more involved in the red zone. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, so the last question that we've got here is, is, is one about Blake Bortles. And I know a lot of people hear the name Blake Bortles and they just go, "Ew, no, 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 no. I don't. I want nothing to do with Blake Bortles." And honestly, when we were preparing for this show, we both thought the same thing. And then I looked at last year's overall quarterback numbers for point totals, and I was like, "Bortles was a top ten quarterback again. He was awful last year." And so again, that that's two straight top nine finishes for him. Uh, I mean, he's he's going for free in drafts. Like you basically don't even have to draft him in in most leagues. I mean, is he somebody that you know you would potentially target at you know, the last round of a draft? Like if you're just why not? Like if you're gonna take like a like a number twelve or thirteen quarterback and then maybe just pick up Bortles just as security. Yes. Um... To answer your question, I, I've had Bortles the past two years, luckily. Um, and I, I will confess, I'm a closet Jaguars fan. So <laughs> I do have a history of kind of reaching for Jaguars. But um, I think he is definitely one, one of the most intriguing QBs because he actually has a pretty high floor um, and a high ceiling. With with his rushing stats, um, it, it's pretty deceiving. But he, you know, he's kind of like a, um, you know, a poor man's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get you 300 
rushing yards and a couple rushing touchdowns a year. That's that's a given. Um, now the the passing stats aren't necessarily there, but we saw a couple years ago um, his upside in that department too. So I think um, you know uh, going into this year, we might not see as much of those garbage time um, stats that he he likes to pad his stats with. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, that, that could be the only real way he um, finishes outside of the top 20, I think. But, he, you know, he has the talent around him and, and the, the running ability to kind of consistently be a, a top 15 quarterback, whether we like it or not. Kind of, you know, that's <laughs> one of those things where real life and fantasy kind of don't mix here, as I'll kind of mention with David Carr a little bit later. But um, Blake Bortles is a guy who's just way better in fancy than he is in real life. Yeah, I I do like Bortles this year, and you know, I if I remember correctly, I kind of liked him last year. I know there was a lot of people that were like really souring on him after the performance he put up in fifteen, and you know, no one thought he could repeat it, and he did just look bad. I mean, but if you go back and look at the scores, they really weren't that bad. I mean, he finished ninth last year. So, I mean, that definitely speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, and like you said, there was some of that garbage time that you have to deal with as well. Um, So that helps pad everything, you know, at the end of games, you could have, you know, maybe 12 points uh, out of your quarterback going into the third or fourth quarter. I mean, and then somehow he, he ends up throwing two more touchdowns and, and another hundred yards and, you know, you're sitting pretty on the day. So, you know, it's not over till it's over in, in every game, every week. So he's definitely a guy that I, I have no problems going after, you know, as, as a backup or yeah, I don't think I would definitely look at him as a frontline starter. Um, but in a in a two quarterback league, you know, I I would definitely be all over him being my second quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, the the one thing I'd recommend as being a Blake Burles owner the past couple of years, and I I take him quite a bit in daily fantasy too, is do not watch the game. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> watch the game and like expect this great performance. Just trust me. Don't watch the game. Just check your phone or your team after and just trust that the stats will be there. It, it's very ugly how he gets it, but he gets it done. Yeah, he finds uh, yeah, a way. I, I know the feeling. I owned him <laughs> uh, in, I owned him in 2016, and you're watching the first three quarters, and you're like, I have eight points for my quarterback. What is happening? <laughs> well, that's, and then at the end of the game, you're like, I have 28 points. How in the hell? <laughs> Those eight points were probably all in the third quarter because I, I swear he probably averaged two fantasy points in the first half through yeah. 2016. Like, he, he literally did nothing in the first half. He got everything in the second half. Yeah, when they were down by 30 and he's having to pass every time. And right. then it gets, you know, and, and, that, and that's the thing with him. It's like, you know, this, this defense is better now. And they did draft Fournette. And I just – the volume is not going to be there for him this year as it was in, in the past. Um, I mean, clearly, I mean, they'll have their games where they're going to have to make big comebacks and they're going to abandon the run like any team does. But I don't think it's going to be every week like it was before. Right. Um, and, and that's what's going to hold his value down. So I'm kind of yeah, – yeah, in a two QB league, yes, I would absolutely take him as a second quarterback. Um, and – there are leagues out there like Scott Fishbowl uh, where we don't get negatives for interceptions. <laughs> and that's gold for him because that's exactly, I mean, that's the worst thing. Fumbles, for him all the fumbles too. He, he fumbles yeah. the ball a handful of times a year. That's an issue too. So um, yeah, turnovers. Turnovers. Yeah. In general, yeah. bad. So if you happen to play in a league like that, then definitely boost Bortles up your list, but you know I don't think we I don't think we're going to be able to expect the the overall numbers that we got from 2015 from him. Yeah. Um, but it, you know we we both we all mentioned two quarterback leagues here. Um, the next topic I want to get into is kind of that that draft strategy and how it changes when 
you play in a two quarterback league or even a league that has a super flex. And if you're not familiar with the super flex, uh, for those listening, it's, it's a league where you are allowed to put a quarterback in your flex spot. Uh, so essentially making it a two quarterback league, but you don't have to, um, Sean, how, how does your strategy change there when you enter a draft in those types of leagues? So I'm I'm much more aggressive with QBs in a two quarterback draft. Um, unlike unlike one quarterback draft where I'm a little more conservative and let them fall to me. But a, a two quarterback draft, I'm trying to I'm definitely trying to lock up a top three quarterback as soon as possible, um, and then kind of from there if if it seems like the draft is savvy enough to just load up at quarterback early. I'll grab a second quarterback within the first four rounds. Um, if, if not, you, you do have some options late. I mean, you might get stuck with like a Sam Bradford or Alex Smith type, but I don't really like um, falling to those guys in TQB league. The, the thing with TQB uh, league that makes quarterbacks so valuable is there isn't that much turnover at the quarterback position, you know, uh, running backs. If you don't get a starter early, you can just be, um, you know, I can always wait for some guy to get hurt and pick up his backup during the season. You don't really get that luxury with QBs as much. Um, and, and there's only 32 that start each week. So um, I, I think it's just crucial to lock them up early or else you're going to get stuck in a position that, um, in hindsight, you would have avoided if you, if you just took your two QBs early. Yeah, typically, I, I've only played in a couple two quarterback leagues, and uh, the first one was you know maybe four or five years ago, and then the, the last year I was also in one, and we kind of sat a little longer than we should have on our quarterbacks, and we got stuck with. Uh, I mean, we had Drew Brees as our first quarterback, which was great. Um, but then we had, uh, we were just bouncing around between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brock Osweiler and it was horrendous. I mean, we had other solid options at our skill positions, so we were still competitive, but, um, it was just bad. And, and just, you know, my own ignorance from not being in one for such a long time and thinking, Hey, everyone's going to jump on this train and get these guys early. We need to do it too. And then we'll figure out what's left of the skill position guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at that, I, I want like one of those Alex Smith or Tannehill guys as my third quarterback on that team. Um, just so I have somebody that's at least serviceable when the matchup comes across. Yeah, and, you know, the only two-quarterback – I can't call it a two-quarterback league. The only the only super flex league that I play in is Scott Fishbowl. Um, Sean, are, are you in those? Are you in that? I don't know if – No, I, I don't think I'm in that one. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's the big, like, 720 league. It's crazy. Uh, there's, like, multiple <laughs> 12 – there's like multiple 12 team divisions and the whole bunch of like, you know, industry guys and then some fans that mix in and then they like narrow down the playoffs around like week 12 and then you go from there. But uh, it's a super flex league. And so quarterbacks, you know, obviously go off the board really early. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I took a quarterback in, in round. Well, so this year I waited, I got one in round three and then waited and got one around five, but I was kind of lucky. My division didn't draft quarterbacks as fast as the other divisions did. So I ended up with Phillip Rivers as my second quarterback, even though I waited, which was crazy. Uh, but last year I kind of did the same thing that AJ did where I waited for my second, I drafted Rogers in round two and was like, Oh, I'm good. And then I waited and waited and waited. And then like the, the run of quarterbacks went and I was like, Oh, and I got stuck with Osweiler as my second quarterback and then later on in the draft, like round 20, I took Wentz. And thankfully, he was the starter. And he was decent on times. But I basically didn't use the super flex with a quarterback a lot of weeks because it was I couldn't trust either one of those guys to do anything for me. Um, so, yeah, 
You have to be more aggressive in a two quarterback league. Absolutely. You've got to go get your guys. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to go get one in round one and two or even round two and three, but you've got to go get one of those, those top 10 guys. And then probably at worst, go get like a top 15, 16 guy. Cause otherwise I think there's a, a there's a pretty steep drop off after you get past the top 15, 16. Um, I don't know the exact number. I, I could probably tell you exactly here. Uh, maybe it's more like 17, 18 guys. And then I'm kind of like, I'm not feeling so great about my second quarterback after that. But yeah, and every, also every quarterback just, uh, needs to have their week. Yeah. Uh, friendly reminder, too, in, in those types of leagues, you definitely have to pay attention to bye weeks when you're drafting. It's very easy to mess that up in a TQB mm-hmm. league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then you're stuck without a quarterback that week. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, it, it can it can happen. Yeah, if if you do not have two solid quarterbacks in a league like that, you're you're just not gonna win. Um. So the ne- the next topic here that we've got is um is rookies, and in my honest opinion, none of these rookies really excite me. I mean, we got Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser, Patrick Mahomes. I didn't really go past that because I don't really think any of the other rookies even have a chance to see the field this year unless there's injuries. Uh, but, you know, those seem to be the, the four big names that everybody's kind of looking at in drafts, dynasties, not not really drafts, but more more in dynasty or like really deep league, two quarterbacks. Like Watson's been picked up in in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I don't think I think Mahomes is getting drafted every once in a while, and maybe to Trubisky. I don't think Kaiser's been picked up on anywhere, really. <laughs> um, but like, do you see any of these guys producing, being startable at any point during the 2017 season? Yeah, I I would say Deshaun Watson is a guy that I would actually be interested in getting as you know, a backup QB. Um, if I, you know, were to draft Aaron Rodgers early and then just I kind of let the draft kind of, you know, take the next 25 quarterbacks, um, I would actually love to get Deshaun Watson as my backup because it's kind of a win-win situation. He's either really good and, um, you know, if something happens with your starter or he, he might be so good that you might consider him, um, if he's really good, that's great. Maybe he's trade bait, but if, if he sucks, you just drop him and you pick up Sam Bradford. Uh, so there, there really isn't a reason when, when he's around, you know, you have guys like Alex Smith, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco, guys, we know what exactly they're going to do this year with no real upside. I think he at least brings the upside value with his, with his rushing ability. As we've seen, you know, the past decade with guys like Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, uh, Dak Prescott last year, these um, dual threat QBs can surprise us the rookie season because they can rely on their youth and athleticism. So I, I, he's a guy that I'm interested in. And, you know, he still has DeAndre Hopkins, who's turning mm-hmm. 25 this year, entering his prime. Um, and he can throw it deep if he needs to. So I think that there could be some early chemistry there. He He's somebody that I think his stock can only go up. Yeah, I think uh, of those rookies, Watson's the only guy that I would really see getting an earlier shot to to start playing. Well, I take that back because I feel like Trubisky is going to be the guy to start, but he's going to have a lot of growing pains to go through. Um, what I meant by that was the, the one who's going to come in and start and actually have some sort of success. Um, he's got a lot of talent around him. Um and I think that, you know, that's a good place for him to be. Uh, Mahomes is kind of intriguing to me as well. Um, just because Alex Smith isn't great. Um, I mean, he gets the job done, but Andy Reed is, is very good with quarterback grooming. And, you know, I think that that was a perfect place for him to land because Smith is such a, a good veteran to learn from and he's going to he's going to bring him along um you know 
I feel like pretty quickly. Uh, I do know that there's some questions about whether or not he's, you know, built for the NFL, if he's going to be NFL ready, but he's kind of a guy that, you know, I'm just looking at from afar to see, you know, if he gets in and if he does, if he ends up doing something. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him to replace Alex Smith. I think we'd all agree that Alex Smith is, you know, he makes our jobs boring. He's a boring guy to project week to week. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's it's going to be tough for Mahomes to pass him up because, you know, they're going to end up going 10 and 6, and, and there's real there's no real hurry to get him in there. But I would agree. I think um, it, he was drafted to replace Smith, so it could happen this year. Uh, or next, but I think he's an exciting guy that we definitely need to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you all have said. And, Sean, you, you touched on a point with Deshaun Watson that I want to kind of dig into here a little more. And I know we're focusing on quarterbacks, but um, Hopkins for Houston, I mean <clears> – <throat> Look, he, he had a he had a bad twenty sixteen. You know, him and Allen Robinson are kind of the two guys that everybody just looked at and is like, What happened to them? Mm-hmm. Um obviously quarterback play just destroyed Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, I mean now that Osweiler's gone, I mean, are are we looking for a bounce back with, with Hopkins, like back to twenty fifteen or somewhere in between? What do what are we thinking there? Definitely, definitely a bounce back. Maybe not um, 2015 this year. Definitely the next couple of years, he can have a breakout season like that again if uh, Watson matures. But if, you know, if Savage is announced as a starter and, you know, they're going to be pretty guarded with Watson, that's going to really hurt Hopkins. So he's going to be interesting to see his ADP fluctuate as the, the season comes closer and we, we learn more on who they're planning on starting. But, you know, if Savage is a QB, that's going to, that's going to crush his value. In my opinion, we want Watson starting from day one. Um, DeAndre Hopkins stats, you know, they won't reflect Watson's rookie pains, throwing picks or fumbling the ball. Uh, Hopkins 100% will benefit from um, Deshaun Watson starting week one. Yeah, I, I hope Watson gets it. I don't, I mean, I don't really see any reason why. I mean, like Tom Savage, really. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm with you. I, I hope it's Watson. I, I had to ask the question. It's more of a selfish reason because I drafted Hopkins in a dynasty league two years ago, and la- two years ago, obviously, he was awesome. And then last year was miserable. I just, I started him and hated it every week. It seemed like. <laughs> so. Uh, no, yeah, I'm he's. Hoping, uh, He's amazing for Dynasty. Like I said, he's, you know, he's entering his 25-year-old season. He's entering his prime right now. So the best has got to come for him. Yeah, I hope so. I need it pretty bad that the team was hurting <laughs> last year. Although I did take Mike Williams as in the rookie draft, and that's not looking so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe I won't have him for a year. Oh, well. Uh so, finishing up here with the preview, um, we want to pick the reaches and the steals for the drafts, and what you know what does you, know, you can call it sleepers bust. I know a lot of people, you know, probably would. We got I don't know. We didn't really like the connotation, like the you know, we didn't really like the definition of sleepers and bust. I felt like it was. Too many people had their own definition of what a sleeper needed to be and what a bus really meant. And I kind of like looking at ADP data and just picking the guys that, look, you, people are reaching on them, we think, and people that are falling and that are steals in the draft. Um, we'll let you lead off here uh, with, your, with your quarterback reach. So I I would be reaching for Jameis Winston this year. Um, I, I think he, you know, on the field-wise, he's going to have a ton of weapons. Um, he's entering his third season. He's not even 24 yet. Or gonna, he's about to be 24. 
Um, you know, we have yet to see the best from him. And they just added um, Deshaun Jackson, OJ Howard, and he still has Mike Evans, who's one of the top receivers in the game. I, I just don't see how he, you know, doesn't put up top 10 numbers this year. And he's, he's being drafted, you know, um, I think he's the, the ninth QB off the board. So he's kind of um, mishmashed into that tier that I called it where, um, you know, QBs 8 through 15, I have, or QBs 8 through 16, I have 10 total points separating those QBs. Um, he's actually the quarterback just before that huge drop-off. So, um, you know, I have him right after Ryan Wilson. I, I wouldn't draft him before those guys, but he's, he's sort of the in-between of that massive, massive drop-off where I, I'm just going to put up my hands and not draft the QB. So he's a guy that it, more strategically draft-wise, I think he's a guy that is going to be a potential league winner. If, if you get him, say, in the, the seventh round where he's going, I think he has some league-winning potential. All right. Um, yeah, I think we were. <laughs> I'm trying to think here because I, I had uh, I had Winston as well, so I'm I'm quickly scrambling to find another guy that I'm that I'm reaching for a little <laughs> bit. This means he's um, a great pick. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I mean, look. I, I, go I ahead, can, Joe. I'll, I'll let you jump yeah, in. Yeah, I was gonna I'll, say I'll, I'll, about I'll, it. I'll give you I'll give you a couple minutes here to figure out something, but honestly, like. I don't really I, – I think Winston's going to have a better season this year uh, than he than he did last year, and I think he was just outside top 12 last year. Um, but I don't know. There's something about him where, like, the lights don't come on for him in some games, and you're just going, what are you doing? Like, he just makes really bonehead plays over and over again. And I don't know if adding, like, a Deshaun Jackson who's going to – I mean – John Jackson misses like half the season every year. It feels like so, and and then games that some there's some games where Jackson is playing, and you're like he catches one pass for thirty yards, and that's it. So I don't know if that's really going to be a huge boost for him. Um, I know it spreads the field, so that I mean that 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 is going to be at least some benefit. But I don't know. There's something about Winston that I just every time I watch him, I just I don't see it with him. And I have a tough time ranking him very high. Um, and and he – right now his ADP, according to Fantasy Pros, with the, which is a mix of ESPN, um, FFC, and NFL right now. I don't know why they don't have Yahoo and CBS. But um, right now his ADP combined is 13th. But every mock I've done, he goes right after like Russell Wilson and Derek Carr and people like that. Um, or even sometimes before Derek Carr, and and I don't know. I have I I I'm having a tough time buying into that. So, um, but my reach, the guy that I am going to go reach for, is Marcus Mariota. Um, I love what they've done with him. He took a huge leap last year. He would have finished in the top. 10, I believe, but then he had like the last three weeks were just garbage for him. And he just, he just fell right outside of the top 12, I believe. Um, you know, they added Decker, they added the rookie Davis. Um, you know, the running game is still going to be strong. He scrambles and makes plays with his legs too. I just like him. He's a smart quarterback. I think he's going to take another leap and can be a top seven, six, seven quarterback this year at the end of the, at the end of the day. So that that's who I'm reaching for. Yeah, one guy I I think that I I can legitimately say that I'm going to reach for is uh, Mr. Uh, what is it? You like that, Mr. Kirk? Oh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, you should be surprised because he's a, a dead skin, and I'm not a dead skin fan. But I mean, here we are again, saddled with this drama of his contract and you know everything he does he's going to end up being the highest paid quarterback when all is said and done because he'll play on 15 straight franchise tags um that's how dan schneider works but 
phenomenal stats last year, and you you just can't ignore that. I mean, he had almost 5,000 yards passing. Um, granted, he only had 25 touchdowns, so you would like to see that a little bit higher, and that, that may not get to be too much higher with the departures of Jackson and, and Garcon, but you got a healthy read and you got Crowder. Um, I mean, I, I think I still like what he's working with. Um, I don't know if I see him finishing top five again, uh, but I definitely think he has the tools to finish top 10. So, you know, he's kind of that guy where I'm doing exactly what I said earlier. I'm looking at the points and saying, oh, okay, well, yeah, this guy's good, and I'm going to go after him. But <laughs> I, I legitimately think that, that he is a good quarterback, um, and, and he can put up the numbers. Um, he's not going to get you a whole lot of, uh, you know, like I said, the touchdowns is, is what I'm a little worried about. But he did also have four rushing touchdowns last year, too. Um so, I mean, you can kind of factor that in, and that, that may stay about the same. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I only 12 interceptions. Uh, he did have six fumbles, but I, I like him. I'll, I'll, if I'm sitting there and, and he's sitting there, I don't have a problem going and getting him. Yeah, no, I, I like Cousins. Uh, honestly, in the Scott Fishbowl, when I I drafted Mariota in the third round, and I flipped the coin about a dozen times between Kirk Cousins and Mariota, I just I couldn't I couldn't pick. The one thing that I really like about Kirk Cousins is you know the volume is going to be there for him, and because the running game in Washington, I don't care if they drafted Samaje Perine, it the running game's not good in Washington. Um, so he's going to have to pass the ball a ton. The defense isn't good in Washington. So he's going to have to pass the ball a ton to keep up. And that's what you're going on with him. It's just the volume. And, you know, we saw it last year. He passed the ball over 600 times, almost 5,000 yards, like you said. So, yeah, I mean, lost two big weapons. But Crowder, Pryor, Reed, you know, these guys are still there. He's going to get Doxon back this year. I mean, I don't see yeah, much prior is another one I was forgetting about. So and they they have no, a nice I, schedule I like too. Um, I mean the way their schedule lines up, they play both Los Angeles teams. Um, you know they're facing the nine uh, the Niners at home. Um, you know obviously they have two games against all the NFC East guys, so those will be tough fought games. And then you got Seattle in there and. Oakland could be tough, but you also got New Orleans, um, you know, Arizona's all coming off a down year. Uh, so I, I, I like the schedule and I think he can put up the numbers. Yeah. And I think his, yeah. his touchdown production should only go up. Um, if, if Jordan Reed stays healthy, that is, but you know, he, he's right. never thrown for over 30 touchdowns and he, with, the amount of times he passes and the way they move the ball, that's certainly reasonable going into this year. All right, Joe, you want to set us off with your steal then steal of the yeah, draft? Man. Well, so I'll let the, I'll let the guests go first, Sean. You want to, who, um, so I think I, the, what got us confused is, is uh, I think you kind of did the reach, you kind of the steal with the reach. So I'm not really sure what to do here. So, so maybe, uh, maybe let's just call it a bus. Like who, who's, who's the guy that you're not, you're not reaching for the guy you're just going to let everybody else deal with. Yeah. I, I like that phrasing better. Cause I don't think this guy's going to bust. I just think he's going way too early is Derek Carr. Right. Um, I mean, he is one of the top young real life QBs. I have nothing really bad to say about the guy. But, you know, he's going – I've got him going eighth overall uh, ADP at QB. But I, I think of him more as a, a low, low-end QB1, elite QB2. Um, he just doesn't have that upside due to his, his lack of rushing stats. And, you know, coming off the broken leg, uh, he's, he's going to run even less this year. So I, I just think that um, the Raiders – you know, bringing in Marshawn Lynch, they're going to be a little more balanced. 
um, they're going to be a good team. So they're not going to have, you know, a bunch of garbage time where he's throwing it around. Um, I, I just think he's a guy that's going to put up decent numbers, but nothing that I want to, you know, be taking over uh, Cousins or Mariota, guys like that, where he tends to be going right now. I just think it's crazy. Um, having said that, I think he's a great quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, I think I agree with you there on Carr. He he's a good real life quarterback. He's not he's not super good for fantasy. Um but yeah, he he either goes yeah, in, in my drafts, in my mocks I've done so far, he either goes like top five, six or he's like the twelfth guy gone. Like everybody just kinda goes, meh <laughs> and doesn't yeah. let him go. So it 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 is a weird one with him. AJ, what you got? So my my bust then I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Philip Rivers. Um, now you may look at it and say, well, Rivers was okay last year. I mean, he still put up a lot of touchdowns without having the uh, the same you know receiving core that he had in years past. But he also had a ton of turnovers. Um, I mean, he's going to get the points. I still feel like that's going to be the case. Um, you know, with, with Gordon coming back, uh, I think that'll help with, with balancing the offense a little bit. Um, you know, who knows with Keenan Allen? I mean, that guy seems like he's just got his name on the triage unit in San Diego. Um so hopefully they moved it to Los Angeles for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Rivers is a guy that, you know, I, I just I, – I'm not intrigued by him. I mean, he can put up the points, but I, I just would rather let someone else deal with, with that headache. I think Rivers' season all comes down to if Keenan Allen is healthy the whole year or not. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how different – that offense looks when he isn't in it. I mean, he just Rivers looks like a different quarterback when Keenan Allen is healthy. So yeah, here's the hoping he is because I also drafted Keenan Allen and Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> so, <laughs> took, took that risk. Um, hope he doesn't burn me two years in a row. I got him last year too in a league, and oof, that hurt. Um, so yeah, the the guy that I kind of I don't really want any part of is Big Ben. I just, I know the upside and the ceiling for Big Ben every week is amazing. And in daily, I would use him constantly, I feel like. But he's hard to trust in a season-long format only because he always seems to get nicked up and hurt and miss games. And it's not even just the missed games that get you. It's the games that he gets hurt in and then he might try and play through it, and he's not playing as well. Or he just gets knocked out of the game. And then that's basically that game's lost plus the weeks after it that he's lost from him. And I don't know. I mean, the weapons around him are great. He's getting Bryant back. I know I know the potential is there. It's just the, the injury risk that makes me stay away from him. And I'd rather have a safer guy who I, who I can be more confident in staying on the field. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I've owned him the past couple of years. It's He's frustrating to own. And, I mean, it's pretty evident now. He He's a much different quarterback at home versus the road. Right. I mean, he yeah, is, he is borderline. Un, I, I joked around last year. It was like having – when he's on the road, it's like having Josh McCallan on your team. You can't really – you can't even wow. trust him when he's, when he's on the road. And then, you know, he'll have – the couple home games where they have the uh, Bumblebee uh, retro unis and they'll throw for five touchdowns and everyone loves them again. I, yep. I think with, with him, though, at least you know when he's going to have a good game. So he does have that um, value, I would say, is you, you pretty much know when you should play him and when you should probably avoid him. He's that predictable now. But, yeah, he's he's pretty frustrating to own if you're drafting him as your QB1. Yeah, I, I can't do it. So apparently in DFS – to play him when he's at home with the Bumblebee uniforms. Yes, and, <laughs> and pair him up. I'm good with that. Pair him up with pair him up with 
uh, Brown, Bryant, and Le'Veon Bell all on the same team because they just light it up. Yeah. They'll score 45 <laughs> points and they all yeah. score two touchdowns. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. All right, man. Well, so that's that's all we've got for the quarterback preview. Any final thoughts you want to leave people or – if not, that's cool too. I'm just <laughs> throwing just it out there. For let you. me let me end up with Blake Bortles in every draft. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So everybody in in uh, in Sean's drafts take Bortles in round twelve. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that's all we've got um, for the quarterback preview. We've got one Twitter question we're gonna end up here with, but uh, we'll let you go. Before that, you want to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and. And on the website. Yeah, so you can find me at uh, at the underscore oddsmaker, um, and and you can find out all of our content and articles. We're going to start releasing some previews this week at statsinsights.com. Nice. Yeah, everybody, give him a follow, and uh, if if you're filtering out. Uh, the experts on fantasy pros, I definitely recommend keeping him in there. He, uh, I think he knows what he's talking about. He's finished number one the last three years. Three years, right? Uh, two. I, I finished second um, in 15 or 14, whatever year that was. Yeah, I finished second. Second? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yep, definitely uh, – Keep him in mind when when you're setting your lineups every week. As he's a uh, he's definitely one of the guys to to look at. Um, but anyway, so that's that's it for uh for there. And um, my browser just closed. That's interesting. Oh, this is working. So, all right. Uh, I'm having a little technical difficulties, so I will let you go, Sean. Thank you for coming on, and uh, hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, thanks, man. Have a good night. Bye. All right, so I don't know what just happened. My browser just, like, shut down. Thankfully, it didn't close the call on me. I guess that's a different, like, little window. So I got lucky. Uh, So we do have one Twitter question. I got hit up right before the show started, and they actually said, for the show. And I was like, oh, so maybe I should actually do this. Um, (laughs) So it comes from at Lauren McCleave. Um, So it's a fairly long question, so just just listen. So in standard redraft leagues, how do you like to use your bench spots? Do you use it for a second tight end, defense, quarterback, or – do you load up on wide receivers and running backs? Um, he said, personally waiting, wanting to be running back heavy on bench this year because they are so expensive on waivers and you can fill all other depth position on waivers. So what do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. I, I think unless you just get hit hard and there's a big run on quarterbacks right after your pick or something, then you may want to look at getting a second quarterback for one spot, um, depending on who your first guy is. But yeah, typically I, I, I'm not stacking two defenses and maybe for like two or three weeks of a season, I, I randomly will. But other than that, no defense, you don't need to stack two of, uh, kickers, you definitely don't need to stack two of. Um, <laughs> kickers. I mean, if you even have them in your league. <laughs> so I I you like the idea of stacking with skill positions. I mean, yeah. and if you are worried about running backs this year, then definitely, you know, go heavy on it. You can always handcuff and fill, you know, a couple spots with some solid handcuff options. Um, but at the same time, those may be the first guys that you end up cutting if you need to, you know, mm-hmm. fill another position or a bye week fill in or something. Yeah. So the the way that the way that I'll answer this is, look, absolutely not a second tight end, never, unless you're playing in a tight end premium league, you know, something like where they get bonus points, you know, extra points for catches or something like that compared to other. Uh, positions. So never ever a second tight end. Definitely never a second defense or kicker. That's just an absolute no. And it's a wasted roster spot. Um, 
I mean, look, you stream defenses most weeks. I mean, unless you've got Denver from a couple years ago or, you know, Seattle from years past, there's no reason to have a second defense or, or, you know, to even worry about having, like, that defense that you have to hang on to. I mean, it's all matchup-based at this point. Um, So I, I, I don't even worry about it quarterbacks we talked about this before i don't draft a second quarterback unless i've waited until the very end of the qb1s so you know if i if i do get you know dak prescott as my quarterback one like look there's some there's some there's more risk with him than say a uh than say an air rogers you know, if I drive Rodgers or Brady or Breeze or Luck or something like that, there's no way I have a second quarterback. Um, anybody else, I'd probably be okay having a second quarterback. As long as it's like one of your last picks. Like, you, you don't need to go out and get the number, you know, the, the 13th or 14th quarterback off the board. You're fine with getting the, if you want, the 16th, 17th, 18th quarterback off the board. Because as Sean was telling us, I mean, even his projections – there's like a range of quarterbacks there where there's like 10 points total difference between them for the whole year. That's crazy. And that is exactly why we say wait on quarterbacks. Unless you're going to go get the Rodgers or the Brady, there's no need to, to take the guy in the sixth round just because you're afraid you're going to miss out on a quarterback because they're all the same at that point. Um, so, yeah, receiving the running backs, I mean, look, if you feel like running backs is, is the way you need to go because, you know, they're more expensive once the top guy goes down for the team, then, yeah, I'm okay loading up a little more on receive, on running backs than receivers. But, you know, don't don't forget about receivers. You, you more than likely need to start more of them on your team. Most leagues start three receivers and a flex. So, you know, you have the opportunity to take <clears throat> to start four every week. Um but yeah, I mean, it's definitely for me. It's my bench, at least after the draft, regularly will consist of nothing but receivers and running backs. That's how I roll. So hopefully that helps. And um, yeah, that's all I've got. Um, lots of movement in baseball. Didn't have time to get to it. Probably won't be able to. But there's lots of movement in baseball right now. Tread deadline. Is it's full swing? It feels like. Check out the rest of the season rankings on Fantasy Six Pack for kind of the effect that it has on your players. I'll be updating those more frequently now uh, as the trades happen. So that's all I've got. AJ, you got anything else? No, man, I'm good. All right, join us next week when we uh, cover running backs and I believe we are having Richard Seville on the show uh, to help us with that. So again, thanks to Sean for coming on and uh, see you all next week. All right. Good night.